Sure, you're putting in a lot of effort, but are you living with intentionality? Let's talk with Eva Schumann all about that and her story here on the No Boring Stories podcast. Episode 90, let's get into it. Welcome to the No Boring Stories podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm Alex Street, and I played the alto sax way back in the day in what middle school i guess eighth grade uh and that is the extent of my musical talent or career as it may be look today i'm going to talk with eva a little bit about her experience with competitive band but much more than that we're going to talk about living an intentional life eva schumann is a nurse and business owner that has helped thousands of unfulfilled nurses who are struggling to work through the challenges of healthcare and the national nursing shortage. She's the creator of Purpose People, a nursing lifestyle brand that supports nurses through merchandise, community, and give back efforts. Purpose People has been featured on KTLA News, Scrubs Magazine, Good Morning America, and other local news outlets. She is getting the word out there. She is building this brand and business, uh, and it's exploding. But more than that, she is finding her own purpose through this and learning to live an intentional life and help others do the same. You're going to love this conversation just because Eva brings so much joy to every conversation that she's a part of. We start by talking about her new marriage and changing your name and identity and kind of the story that that tells. And then we go way into her journey. And yeah, we talk about competitive band. I'd never heard of such a thing, but she had a really wild and long-term experience with it, at least in high school, and how that shaped her. Look, you're going to love this if you are trying to live a more intentional life instead of just living by the effort that you are putting forth in things and trying to prove your worth to others. Eva has been through it, and she is shifting her mindset and her values to live with more intention and purpose than ever before. Let's get right into it. Here's my conversation with Eva Schumann. What's up, storytellers? Welcome back to the No Boring Stories podcast. I, of course, am Alex Street, your host, and I'm joined today by Eva Schumann. And this is the first time that you're using your new last name. Is that right? Yes, I just got married actually in October, but the process took a while. I'm going to blame it on COVID. That's why it took a long time for me to change it. Yeah, you can blame everything on COVID at this point. Exactly. How does that feel for me to announce it and kind of say, you know, that's who you are? I love it. I feel like it's such a a long time coming. I'm excited. I love it. Yeah. I didn't know, obviously, I didn't change my name. I mean, not obviously, but, you know, some people do. And, and, but my wife, changed her name when she got married and you know not everybody does that these days but what is that like just go into that what's that like about just like is that an identity shift how does that feel being in your position right now where you're like what is this this is my new name it doesn't as much have to do with identity for me as it has to do with like family like to me I'm like this signifies that Alec and I are now a family So that's why I like view it as so significant. And I also grew up with a very traditional family. Like my dad Mm -hmm. would be appalled if I didn't change my name. Not that I did it for him, but that's just kind of like what I was used to. But before we got married, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, so my husband's older brother got married and she didn't change her last name. So no one expected me to do that in his family because they had just experienced a marriage without that. But I've always wanted to. Right. Just for me, it's more of like, yeah, significance that we're now a family. And we don't have kids or anything, but we always joke that we're a family, <laughs> like just me and him. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, we're always like our family and it's just us, um, <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah. And being called Schumann, you know, Eva Schumann now feels really good. Um, I think it's still like a little bit of like that, you know, yeah. till your head decide, Are you talking like, to me? Huh? <laughs> yeah, you're talking to me, but yeah, <laughs> it feels really good. Well, I love that. I think because this is, uh, you know, st- let's talk about storytelling and the character development and all this stuff. And I can nerd out on this if you want to. But just looking at you as the main character of your story, there's this element where like, great, you come through, you know, you fall in love, you, 
you're swept off your feet and wooed and wowed and and you guys go through this beautiful love story and you recently get married in October and and oh what life has been like since then but there's this I just think it's so interesting that like as a name shifts yeah for you it carries this element of this is me beginning my own family journey my own family story and of course, it begins yeah. with you two. So why not call yourselves a family? Yeah. I think I empower that. Go for that. <laughs> Run with that. Yeah. And it feels like like a settling in a little bit. Because hmm. it's like we had been together for, what, six years before we got married. And I had always been like swept off my feet and everything. Like yeah. so in love that whole time. And then a lot of people, I think as millennials, a lot of us have dated for a long time before we get married now. And a lot of people say like they don't feel that much changes when they get married. Yeah. And I felt that a little bit. But I think the name change kind of gave me that like feeling of settling in with like this permanence that yeah. we've like decided on. That feels really good. That's significant. That's yeah. and that is something. I think I yeah, you talk about name change. I think uh, you know, again, going back to my background, something that I know is like kind of throughout the Bible, there's like name changes. And when somebody's name changes, it's because of a significant there's something happened. Like they often go with like somebody was this way, then this significant moment happened. And now I will call you Jacob or now I will call you whatever. And it's because something shifted. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what you're saying here, I think is that, yeah, no, something has shifted for me to settle in to say, great, that's who we, even who we were as a couple is now different. And this kind of symbolizes and signifies that. I love that. Yeah. It's like carrying that day that we got married where we decided that something was shifting. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like a tiny little piece of that day carried with us every day now, uh, or at least for me. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. That'll stir your heart. This is so <laughs> yeah. good. Okay. Well, uh, your story is obviously so much more than just dealing with your wedding and, and your marriage and who you are. And we're going to get into all of that. Um, all of who you are. Let's start with right now, though. What is, you know, what's the main work that you're bringing into the world, Eva? And and what kind of impact do you see that making at this stage? So right now, I am running my business called Purpose People. Mm-hmm. I'm a registered nurse. Obviously, I'm a wife, which I'm so grateful that we just talked about that to start off the podcast. I feel like so frequently people jump into their business aspirations and yeah. like impact so directly on the world but that impact that you have on that one single person that you're married to is so great too. So it's just awesome that we got to chat about that a little bit in the beginning, but yeah, I have a company called purpose people and I've been a nurse for like five years at this point and a little ways into my nursing journey. I kind of started thinking that there was a greater way that I could impact not just patients, but also the other nurses around me. And that's kind of how purpose people was birthed and purpose people is basically just for everyone that doesn't know it's a nursing lifestyle brand. It's aimed at making nurses feel seen and appreciated so that they can live in their purpose inside of work and outside of work. So it's really based around fulfillment for nurses. Hmm. So we're mainly e-commerce, um, as a business, but we also have give back efforts and that's a huge piece of our business is our, what I call cyclical giving method. So changing how we give in cycles and seasons, depending on where the need is and what we feel like nurses or the community needs. And we're all about creating communities. So that's kind of what I do right now. And I have been obsessed with this life by design concept that I've kind of stepped into as I've created my business. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And there's a lot of opportunity in nursing for that too. Okay. Okay. So This is so fun. You are just ready and raring to go. I love it because I'm like, great, what do you do? And what's the impact that you make? And you're like, well, of course, you're like, here's my identities, right? Here's I got purpose people and and, uh, it's it's e-commerce. And I'm also a registered nurse and do that. And I'm a wife and I'm so glad that we talked about that. And here's what purpose people is. And then so that's right. Just thinking of this. And this is so important because I love to go through this with you and also for those thinking, you know, as they are asked these questions, how do they go through this as well? Um, and you gave a really cool little little package of purpose people is this. It began because I was a nurse and thought there's got to be something, there's got to be a better way that we can support each other and live our purpose within this work and outside of this work. Well, what if I started something? Right. Mm -hmm. And now here we are as this growing community and yes, there's e-commerce and yes, there's this 
give back portion that is massive within all of that. So you've got like, I'm like, great, what do you do? And what's the impact? You're like, here's this whole package around it. And as you go into the story, I think it's so good because you're like, this is where it began. But now I really want to get into like more of that story. Like, yeah, but why does that even matter? Like, where does that come from? Where does this desire for you to to live in this purpose even come from? All of that leads into, I was a nurse who felt this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So ultimately, just try to answer this. When you see... Is it, yeah, it's all about purpose. It's, you know, purpose people, somebody buys yeah. a t-shirt. Living intentionally, yeah. being fulfilled in, in and outside of work and ultimately living in your purpose. And I say inside and outside of work because there's really no way to like feel like you have purpose in life if one of those is completely missing, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. You're always going to be tied. Work and outside of work are always going to be tied in some way. And I like to acknowledge that because yeah. I think sometimes we can give you all the tools to be successful at work. But if you don't have fulfillment outside of work, mm-hmm. that's never going to work for your ultimate purpose. And, and is this purpose. what you were talking about? You said life by design kind of concept. Is that, is that what that means? Yes. Is that it? just open and that that's up? For, what that I, mean? meant, I meant that for me. Like, I feel like I was a nurse, right? I was working 36 hours a week, um, which is full-time hours for a nurse. So three 12-hour shifts. And I, as I stepped into business, I really realized like I can create my personal journey whatever way I want, as far as even hours worked, like I now work four shifts a month at the hospital. I can, I've found this unicorn job by intentional action Mm -hmm. that I can pretty much choose my schedule, whether I work day shift, night shift, weekends, whatever days I want throughout the month, I can kind of schedule it. Right. And then as a business owner that I've created that for myself as well, I, can choose like what days do I want to work? Do I want help in this area or that area? Um, do I want to travel and incorporate the business there? Like I can decide what makes me happy and then fit everything else in around that. Um, so that's what I mean by life by design. And I feel like oftentimes people have this structured mindset around, like I have to work a nine to five or I sign up to be a nurse. I have to do it this way. Yeah. And that structure and rigidity like constricts them into who they actually, you know, Ooh. constricts them away from who they want to be. So yeah. there's this, okay, structure, rigidity, um, restriction, just put a pin in those words here for a second. But this idea of, again, I think this purpose and life by design, are those the same things in your mind? Like, is again, is that like, if you are designing your life, then you will inevitably be living by your purpose? Like, what? where do those things meet? Hmm, I like that question. I think life by design to me is tied a lot to the word like intentionality, like being intentional about how the way your day is structured, your weeks are structured, your months, your job, your, you know, day to day, everything. Yeah. Um, and so if you're being intentional there, you can create this beautiful life by design. And I think intentionality is kind of the bridge to purpose. Like there's no way to live in your purpose without being intentional as well. Mm -hmm. So that's the bridge there. I don't know if they're directly tied to each other. I've never really thought about it like that. Well, um, but that's okay. Well, that's beautiful because if that is the, you know, if that's the bridge towards life and your purpose, then there's, I, again, I'm trying to dig in like, what's the, somebody becomes a part of this community, this purpose people community. Well, what are they kind of encouraged to do? Yeah. How do they, how do they start to live in their purpose? And, and it sounds like, well, living an intentional life, you know, maybe even this, just like intentionally being a part of this community, intentionally knowing that you don't need to go to your your nursing job alone. You're not alone in this. Intentionally mm-hmm. giving back to the causes that matter, that support us, all these things. There's an intentionality behind that. That then leads towards this purposeful living. Yes. I think very strongly that like in order to be truly fulfilled and live in your purpose in life, you have to be intentional about most things you have to be intentional and from like drinking enough water a day Mm -hmm. to like the basic things to being intentional about like who you allow in your space, right? Like those boundaries, you know, being intentional about seeking out community, Mm -hmm. knowing that community is going to be something that serves you, you know, being intentional about relationships and cultivating those. Like it always comes back to being intentional about something because there is no way to live a fulfilled life 
with zero effort, right? Like with Mm. just, it's just never going to just come to you magically. You have to put the effort in to get the fulfillment, right? So, Ooh, I love this. Okay. So intentionality is becoming such a huge part of, of this and how you're living right now. And yes, it'll lead to fulfillment and it'll lead to purpose. Um, but let's land on that word intentionality for a moment right now. That's how you feel like you're living your life right now. Is that right? Yeah. And it's how I've started my business. Like, like you said, it was started from, I was a registered nurse. There's no reason for purpose people to exist other than the fact that I intentionally created it from a place, from the place that I was at a few years ago. Yeah. You're like, I can stay in this place or I can make some changes and, and see what happens. Okay. So, uh, look at that word then intentionality. Where does that begin for you? Like earlier, like, right. Go back, go way back now, beginning of the story. Hey, we just meet Eva, you know, you open the book, um, and here she is being introduced to this character. Where does this word intentionality kind of first show up for you? Was that who you were? Were you making spreadsheets as a kid? Like, what was that? (laughs) I think intentionality for me when I was younger was confused with effort. I was the queen of effort. And I still get that confused sometimes. I was the queen of achievement and effort as the middle child. (laughs) I was like the all A's, like graduated second in my nursing class. Like I was always had to do everything perfect, had to do it right and had to get recognition through that effort. Right. Yeah. Um, Like as like, do you like, is that like six years old or are you like 14, like in high school, like all the way through? I think that's through and through. My sister is two years older than me and we are so, so close, but I definitely always like viewed her as like the person that I was following up to be like very Mm -hmm. middle child, like the classic middle child. And I think a lot of my traits like stem from, from being a middle child. Um, And so, yeah, my way to stand out and be recognized was to achieve and then be praised for that. So that praise fueled me to become this like achiever, very effort driven person. Mm-hmm. And I think in my younger years, I confused that with intention, like intentionality. And yeah, I think that's good. through college was when I really started to like open myself up and realize that like getting an achievement wasn't worth, right? Like yeah. <laughs> I really got, I had to go through that phase and that came through a lot of really good conversations, really good friendships, like just really truly like cracking that open with vulnerability and conversation with good friends. Mm -hmm. And then that is where it turned into like, okay, I'm going to take this shift to being more intentional about things. You're so you're going through high school and you're like, okay, yeah, intentional. I had intention. I love this, this quote, I confused intentionality with effort. Mm -hmm. And, um, so you're putting in all the effort you're trying to achieve, trying to get noticed, trying to get awarded and, and whatever it is, whether that's, you know, kind of, just abstractly, like, may I feel awarded? May I feel like I achieved? Or you're like, no, no, I actually want the the first place. I want that award. Like, is that how that showed up? Or are you like, I I need that thing? I think in like a family structure, again, like going back to the school child concept in a family structure, I think a lot of that just comes from like, that's the way you get love and recognition in your family is like by being that achiever. But I think outside of that, I was in like competitive... (laughs) competitive band. This is like a whole, we're going way back. Um, I like wanted to win. I definitely have like a driven side of me that is just deeply rooted. Like I will never not be driven to, to want to win and want to succeed. But I think a lot of that is, it's, it's kind of like two parts, I guess, like two different sides of life, like outside of family, like it reflected in a different way, I guess. Yeah. Which is, incredibly important. I mean, just look at this now, right? So we started this podcast talking about family and you starting your own family now. And, and this is a new family from what you had before. So yes, there's this whole element of like how you showed up in your family of like, I need this recognition. I want all this and middle child and whatever there is there. And will I feel loved? Will I feel appreciated? Do you do Enneagram work? Have you dived in there? Yeah, yeah. right. I know this is showing up big time. All right. So So three, this need to succeed, this desire, I will feel loved if I know that I've succeeded or if I feel Mm -hmm. like there's success, attaching success to love. So there's that whole element within the family, but then you go like, great, but as I step out of that environment, out specifically out of my family, and I think about like, okay, what does this look like 
in a social setting, in uh, as a part of society, in a work setting, career, how will this show up out there? And that's where you're saying like, it was win. All I do is win, 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 win. Like I gotta just rise to the top. And that drive to win like created this beautiful community for me too, as it like a younger high school student. So like, yeah. like I've talked about competitive band, I was joking, but like, I'm serious. I, this was like competitive. We were in the world championships. It was like, Shut up. it was like an Olympic sport. <laughs> like we were doing this. I've never heard the phrase competitive band before. I'll tell oh, you that. Yeah. So it's, this no is joke. Great. it's no joke. It's called indoor percussion, but we were practicing 12 hours on Saturday, six hours on Sundays competition like this it was like crazy right but and we were in world championships what did you play awesome. i played cymbals in that because i oh it's all percussion a drummer okay but it, it's just it's like acting it's expressive it's it's a lot of people don't really know the depth of it so i'm not going to get into it but it created this like really really like tight-knit community and everyone wants to win you're not putting in that much time if you don't want to win like yeah. it's you know it's competitive and it let us like bring out a that competitive side but b it cultivated this really awesome community and then when you win you you, you know you're celebrating together it yeah. feels so good and then there's losses too right mm -hmm. it's not just about achievement of course like we've lost um what happens final, when you lose together as a community exactly that's like the beauty in it is like what happens when we lose together we're still a community and like that's kind of what we all get out of it right is like that it's not just about winning. That's an awesome lesson that we all had to learn, but it sucks to lose that so you learn that too, that you don't want to lose again. <laughs> Did you say <laughs> you lost in the, in the finals? You said you lost? What were yeah, you saying? Yeah, we lost it. It's called WGI. The world, that's like where the world, yeah. like championships are uh, taking place. And yeah, we lost. I think we got third one of the years and it was like crushing. <laughs> Is that wild? Because we had won one up until that point because it's all like regionals, right? It's yeah. like state, all that stuff. So you're like, all we do is win. And then you go to like the big leagues, right? And you lose and that's like the worst feeling. And it's the worst because in, at that age, you're influenced by your, your coaches and your leaders, right? So you don't want to let them down because hmm. this is their dream too to win. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot that goes into that. And I feel like because it's so unique and so abnormal, and not, not something that a lot of people talk about or like even have common knowledge about. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to share that part of my story because it's so different and just like unheard of that I ha feel like I have to explain every detail for people to get it. But yeah. that's very transformative and like a big part of of why I am the way I am, I think. Which is so significant. And I think this is where this is really helpful, not just to understand you, but for anyone listening, uh, working through their own stories, thinking about these moments that are, ah, that's so unique. Like, that's just me. That's my, nobody's going to understand it except for the 15 people on the team or how big was the team? I don't know. 80? Uh, <laughs> like, probably 40. Great. Okay. So, right. So you, we've got, uh -huh. we've got a story and then everybody that was at the championships, they've got us, they understand it, but like yeah. nobody else. So I feel like I need to share all the detail, but what's significant in there, whether you're talking about competitive band or competitive, I don't know, goldfish feeding, like it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> what you're talking about. There is something for everything. And you are actually talking about this idea of winning and losing success mm -hmm. and failure community mm -hmm. so this wildly specific competitive band specifically percussion effort that you were putting in and the training and hours that were in that why you fell in love with that that is there's a whole story to that which is just interesting because you're like what in the world <laughs> how does somebody get into that and we just lean in but what's important as you tell this stuff is to focus on why that was transformative. What was the transformation through that? And it sounds like, again, there's this effort, there's this idea of like effort to intentionality. I don't know, it's, it's am I right? Like, I, yeah, I was just trying, 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 like let's just win, 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 win. But then it turned into this like really intentional community. Yeah, and I think too, for me in the beginning, it was like the effort of getting into it, right? Like it was exclusive. So basically think about it like you have a band, right? You have every instrument, you know, like think of a marching band and then you have the percussion side of that. So mm -hmm. like the drummers to get into this as a person who played not a drum. So if you played any other instrument, everyone that played like picture, like flute, clarinet, saxophone, all these things in the marching band, we were all competing for like four spots to play cymbals. So there's like right. all of us competing for these four spots. 
to get into this program, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So to get one of those four spots was like the effort. I just want to be in it. I want it. I want the status. I want to mm-hmm. be in it. I want to be in one of me with you. And when I finally got in it, I think I, I tried out once. I didn't make it the first year, and then I made it the next year. And I had like gotten that achievement of getting in to only get grilled and have to go to these 12 hour practices and put right. in the work. And that's kind of where the transformation came in of like, okay, this is about more than just winning. And I think I had that shift, even just being a part of the program Wow! because I had gotten that achieve achievement to even be a part of it was an achievement to mm-hmm. me, you know? And then I realized that it's so much more than that. It's like, you know, the effort that has to go in for the next six months needs to be intentional effort at that point. <laughs> and how old are you at this point? Like, were you in this part of the story? Like what, 16? Uh, sophomore, junior, and senior in high school. So like, yeah, like 14 to 16. God, so it's 14 to 17. It's just so amazing because yeah, we're, we're hanging out in this area of your life that, that we're like, yeah. who knew we were going to be talking about this today? But, um, <laughs> but it's because what you just said rings true for that, for getting into high school band program but it also is exactly what I talk to so many entrepreneurs about today is great. You started something that took an effort to leave your job and to go all in with your coaching business or, you know, you would deal with and to, to go in, you work through the, the programs and you finally get in as an RN. Now what? Like you made it, you succeeded, you got here, you got through that big first effort. Mm-hmm. Now now is where it takes like intentional action. Now this is going to take, this is going to be a lot of self care. There's going to be a lot of self new self discovery, new levels Mm -hmm. that you didn't even know about before. Talk about marriage. I mean, great. You got through, you got to the wedding, (laughs) you got over that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Now welcome to how do you deal with Tuesday morning, you know, together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. And that takes intentionality. Um, I think it's all through and through, through the whole thing is where this lesson is. Yeah, and I think, yeah, part of it too is like going back, this is the last time we'll go back to this like competitive band, we'll call it, (laughs) indoor percussion, whatever. Um, Stepping out of that, right? Like I can have all the achievement in the world. I go to this event, people are asking for my autograph, they're asking for a photo with me. This is like the coolest thing ever, right? And then, I graduate and I go to college and not a single person there knows what indoor percussion is. They don't care. (laughs) Right. And that's kind of when you realize like all of these achievements, Mm. like you, you want this quote unquote recognition or something from it. That's kind of when that shift happened where it's like, okay, I just need to focus on what's going to make me happy because I can, I can't now go around and tell people that I was like, they'll be like, Oh, you played symbols. You're a nerd. Like (laughs) that's not cool to us. Right. Like, right. And so I can like hype myself up in this one small circle and be so excited and create this community. But stepping out of that was yeah. actually really powerful too, because you're losing a whole part of your identity and it's not something that anyone thought was cool in the next phase of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I hid that for so long. People didn't even know I was in the band, like ever. It was like something I never talked about. Right. And now as an adult, I'm like, you know, shouting it to the rooftops because I think it's cool. And I've owned up, you know, owned my story so much more. Right. But that was really transformative. So like in college, right, stepping out of that huge piece of my identity, something I got a lot of achievement from, right, or yeah. like recognition from, felt really good about to stepping out of that and not having that was mm-hmm. like very transformative and then led me more into that intentionality piece where it's like, okay, this why I, I need to do it for me. What was, what did you go to college for? Nursing. Right. That was, that was clear. Like when did, when was that a thing where you're like, Oh, of course this is where I'm going. I to select my college. Yeah. Well, I mean, just even that the program to think about, I'm going to go into nursing. I think about this all the time because I get asked it so frequently, obviously with my business being around nursing, mm-hmm. people are like, why are you a nurse? And I'm like, I wish I could pinpoint like that day, junior year that I decided that I wanted to be a nurse. Like, I don't even remember like selecting that in my mind so clearly, yeah. but I think I basically, I know I loved anatomy and physiology. Like I was obsessed with the human body and I was obsessed with AP psychology. I took that class. I loved that class. I found it like fascinating. Yeah. So I think that combination of psychology and then loving A and P 
led me to be like, okay, like I like science. I like the human body body. And then, you know, you're 17 and people are like, what do you want to do? And you're like, I want to help people. So I'm like, okay, well, these things all, all collide. And then I think like my mentors at the time, my parents obviously were like, this could be a good choice for you. And I didn't have any obligation. Like I wasn't, you know, I was like, yeah, could be. And so I was like, let's do nursing school. And I knew a lot of people that were doing it. It felt like a fairly safe choice. Like you're kind Mm -hmm. of just being guided by other people at that point. You're not, I don't know many 17 year olds who are like steadfast. I want to be this. And then they are like 10 out of 10 excited about it for the rest of their life. Like, I think that's kind of just like how I got led there, but I was pretty passionate about nursing school. Like I liked the classes. I liked learning it. I was like a big, big into like learning, studying, doing well, of course. (laughs) Well, this is, Um, this is what's interesting, right? So you're not like, and and I think this is honestly, especially when I was a youth pastor, I would hear this all the time where people are like, I don't know what I want to do. I was like, look, just pick something. Like you go in and you practice, you just try. This is about trying something and, and you know, let's, can we narrow it down to maybe this slice of the pie and then all the things that are in that area. So if you're like, I want to try nursing, like, yeah, lean into, I want to help people. I love anatomy. Could Yeah. Go into nursing and see what comes out of that. And lo and behold, what's come out of that is something that yes, involves nursing at this point, but is actually focused much more on like helping people in this specific niche live intentional lives. Yep. And it's allowed me to step into like this role of being a business owner. Yeah. That serves me, right? Like that structure, like being able, like, I love marketing. Like Mm -hmm. who would have thought I loved marketing? I still get to be a nurse. I still get to love science, like have this really intense critical thinking. Mm -hmm. I get to like do all of this stuff. And it's crazy to me. Like I never in a million years in high school would have thought once like about being a business, like entrepreneurship yeah. or going to school for business. And then now like hindsight's 2020, I'm like, why did I not take a single business class? Right. Like, I need all of these tools I don't have. <laughs> and it's hilarious, but it's. Every day I was I, leaning in towards like, yeah. like drama or drama, like acting. I was like, just let's look, let me just get out of here and, and get onto yeah. a, a stage. And now I look back, I'm like, ooh, that like, yeah, freshman accounting would have been yeah. really helpful, I think. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. Having a foundation of Too that. Too funny. Not that I would have been listening in that class. I mean, let's be real. But, um, you know, at least it's nice to say. High-achieving entrepreneurs and public speakers, this is for you. You know that you've got something important to do here, but why in the world are you doing it? And even if you know why, how do you talk about that? That's why I'm so excited to invite you into my one-on-one story coaching process. Through this three-month journey, we will go into intensive sessions to uncover your story, turn it into a message that matters, and then create content specific to your context and business today. I have worked with dozens of clients that have experienced major transformation through this experience, and more importantly, have discovered the transformation that they have already gone through in their life. Because when you know how you have transformed, you can communicate that so your audience knows how you can transform them too. Look, 96% of consumers buy based on emotions, and if storytelling is our greatest tool to spark an emotional response, then you better learn to tell your story today. And one-on-one story coaching is the best way to do it. Go to alexstreet.ca to get the conversation started or reach out to me on Instagram at street says and say, I'm interested in one-on-one and let's talk. So, okay. So you lean in and you're like, whether it's I'm passionate about, you know, helping put needles into people or I, really just like the idea of going into nursing school and learning a new thing, trying something I don't know and being good at it. Uh, Again, that's where I'm like, it sounds like you could have picked anything and you would have put an effort into it. If you believed in it a little bit, you would have been like, I'm going to succeed. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, kind of sad to say, but I think part of that would have been if other people told me I should do it. If other people were like, you would kill this. Like, we know you could do this. Mm -hmm. 
then I'd be like, oh, I have to prove that I can do it. I can do it. I have the, all the confidence in the world. I'll prove it. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And so that comes I was from what other people would say. And again, this is something as an adult, sure. I've recognized. And as I'm living this intentional life as an adult, I'm like, okay, I see that in myself and I'm working on not being like that. But I can tell you in my younger years, if people would have said that, if I had all of my mentors and everyone being like, you would be the best chef, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even like cooking. You would be the best chef. I would be like, I'll prove to everyone I could be the best chef. Sure. I'm going to go study the flavors. Like I'm going to, you know, put in the work, blah, 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 blah. So what? That's so, I got a question that I'm going to lean into here, or lead into. So you said, you know, it, it's really sad because I would do something if other people said that I was good at it. And I first heard that as like, hmm, is that sad? Because that's what we were just talking about. Of like, yeah, it's a pro- you're a product of the environment or, you know, the encouragement of others. Like, let's call it the best thing it could be, which is people are encouraging you into this. This is a beautiful thing. Wow. They see you and get that. And you're like, no, no. It's because if they said that, I would have to prove that I could do what they think I'm good at. And I say it's sad because I would take, I, I'm saying that because I would take the action yeah. over my own voice telling me that I don't want to do that. And I would rather go to nursing school, say, right? Like, yeah. I think it's sad because I didn't have that like self-value at that age mm-hmm. to be like, well, this is what Eva wants. And that should be priority above what everyone else's collective voices are helping me or, or saying that I should do. Instead of viewing them as a helping voice and an encouraging voice, yeah. I would view them as like a, a dictatorship voice of yeah. like, this is what I'm doing because I was told to do it. Um, and that's why I say sad. But I yeah, completely, I obviously, if your mentors are like, you know, your community now, I'm like calling my best friends, like, help me make this decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't make it without you knowing that whatever they say is going to influence me and give me information, but it's never going to dictate my decision over what I truly need and believe. Is there anything now uh, in your life that you, you recognize you're like, you know what, this is this, I, I am in this situation, I'm in this place or I'm doing this thing based on other people saying that I was good at, I would be good at this. I should try this. Are you recognizing those things? You don't have to tell me exactly what it is or anything, but do you feel like there's still those things hanging around? I absolutely recognize it. Um, I recognize more like the inkling of wanting to do something. I'm like, ooh, I really want to. We were kind of talking about this before we started recording. Yeah. Ooh, I really want to do mentorship mm-hmm. because everyone else is doing mentorship and they're crushing it and they say that I could be good at mentorship. Mm-hmm. So I could see myself like testing things out and like and being like, I should do it, I should do it mentally. But I still kind of draw the line a lot more because I'm like, I just know that I don't want to. Like so much of me is just all encompassing. I don't want to do it. So, so how, do, how do you measure it that? It confuses then? me more than anything. Because I don't take action on it. It confuses me on what my next action should be sometimes, if that makes sense. Because then I'm like, well, what I'm being told is conflicting with how I feel. All right. And then I get into, am I feeling uneasy because I'm scared? Is it fear? Mm-hmm. Is it that I actually am not meant for this and it's my intuition, you know, and then I kind of go into that path. This, this is so interesting to me. And I think that this is, uh, I'd love to pull this out of you because I, you know, there's a weight to people's voices in your life. And you, if I respect this person, I really, I choose to listen and learn from this person. And then, so then if they come across and they say, why don't you try this? You say, okay, great. I'm trusting that you see this clearer than I do. And I did this. Somebody suggested something for me. I should do this in my business. I gave it a shot back in the fall. I launched a membership because they were like, this is the path to to success. I was like, great, amazing. Gave it a shot. And it was not the way that I want to serve people. Like, that's it. So I gave it a few months and then called it, you know, quits. But it was through that that I realized, oh, it's because I did this thing that wasn't my idea that somebody suggested for me. And I just said yes to it and gave it a shot. It took me eight months to get going. I should have seen it then. Um, but because of that, yeah, I'm learning to listen to my voice more now to filter through a little bit. Does this feel good? Is this, can you help us understand a little bit more about what that process of filtering looks like for you at this point to, to recognize 
this is somebody else telling me to do something, but I know that I should or shouldn't based on blank. So is this in your scenario, someone just coming to you with an idea or is, are you asking them for their advice? No, no. Yeah, they were. I was asking them for advice. Help me yeah, understand think, how to grow in my business and grow this. Yeah, I think oftentimes when we're asking, it's because we're not sure, right? Like we don't usually ask something if yeah. we're not, if we're 100% confident because we don't really need their help because we're like, we got it if, right. if we're 100% confident, right? So like if you're asking somebody for their advice, that's the first step is you to step back and be like, okay, well now I realize that I'm asking because I'm not sure. So I'm in a vulnerable space right now and easily influenced. I think I'm more easily influenced when I'm less confident, right? So then somebody steps in and says either, yes, I should think, you know, you should do this thing Mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. oh, I have an idea for you around that thing, whatever it is. Um, Right now, I'm actually trying to make a really big decision. I'll use this as an example. I was just asking my mother-in-law for her advice. I'm asking my husband for his advice. I want to go to this conference uh, for nurses, but it's very, very expensive. And I'm not necessarily going to make my money back that I'm spending, but I'm going to get exposure, right, from being there. And I'm going to see my target audience, right? So I'm excited about that. And my intuition is telling me I need to be there and like, I want to go. So oftentimes I will ask people what they think. And if their answer pisses me off, I get so much clarity from that. So like, if I am like leaning, I'm 60% in, right. I'm like, I want to go, but 40% of me is like questioning it. And I want people to tell me to, to go. If they tell me not to go, if they're like, girl, why would you spend that much money? That's you're not going to make that back. You're, you're in this baby phase of business. That's not a good idea. If, if I 60% of me is in, right. And I hear that and and I get so upset and so angry and I'm like, well, because I want to go for all these reasons, I get more hyped up about the reasons I want to go. That's a sign that I should go. The fact that, that I got so fired up that they didn't agree with me to me is like, like when someone plays devil, devil's advocate, yeah. that's like very clarifying to me. But right. If they were like, girl, I don't think you should go. Like, this is expensive. Like you're in this baby. They say the same thing. Right. And I was maybe 40% in and 60% mm-hmm. unsure. Maybe I'd be like, oh, they're right. I'm not really looking at it from that perspective or that lens. I need mm-hmm. to like, look, you know, then I'd kind of go into more of this questioning phase. That's taking me down a different direction. Right. Yeah. And then I can kind of get more clarity that way. But I always say if something, if somebody like that really fires in your like gut, you know, that feeling you get in your gut when you start to get mad, that someone's fighting against you, yeah. that's usually a sign that your intuition is telling you you've already made the choice. And then that's a good way to know that you should take This is so, It's this is a good way to talk about this because I, I kind of have been frustrated about that uh, in the past, you know, because there's so many programs coming at you and depending on what masterminds you're in and all these things, everybody's mm-hmm, got something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this, that's, that sounds like such a good thing. Is that what I need right now? And you're like, I don't know if I can afford it or I don't know if it's the right time. And I've heard the narrative that, yeah, if it feels uncomfortable, that means that it's time to do it. And I think that's bordering on manipulative and abusive (laughs) in that way (laughs) to say it like that. Like, if you feel no, that means yes. What if I feel, what, to what yours, what if I feel no? Because it's not a good decision right now. And and to just invite those voices in, you're saying there's got to be some sense of like, you know, what specifically is being said that you are saying no to? Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about that specific thing or this specific? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. have you heard that? Have you felt that? Have you kind of been in that space as well of hearing that narrative that sounds slightly different from what you're telling me right now which i'm yeah slightly different but i do i do know what you're saying yeah i think if it gets broken down even further into like specific pieces yeah yeah then i could see it like certain certain comments are like oh and then other comments are you're fine with right so this is the intentionality that i think is so interesting about you your life your story and all of this because you're like i can put in the effort i can do the thing no matter what it is i'm going to drive forward this is what i was leaning on with like you in college like sure you chose nursing but what if you had done something else Mm -hmm. you would have thrived in it i assume yeah you like you say cooking if somebody said cooking well sure i would have done it do i like it i don't know but i would have done it (laughs) And so something has happened along the way where you have now gotten to the point where you get into nursing, you do the work, you actually are in this thing. 
at what point, what happened to shift you from just doing like what was here and what needed to be done to succeed to going, something needs to shift here. Something needs to be more about purpose, more about intentionality. What kind of opened your eyes to that, to shift? I think there was like two roads merging of the achiever side of me being like, okay, I became a nurse, but now do I need to be a nurse practitioner? Or like, should I go back to school? Like, what do I need to like become a manager? Like that, that phase of like, okay, I've been a nurse for two years. Like what's next. Cause I've always been like the what's next achiever kind of personality that Enneagram three side of me was craving something new, but it, it met the road of that. I was on, on the other side that was starting to live this more intentional life being more into, okay, how am I going to be fulfilled as Eva in life? And really those two roads combining. So I was like, okay, what's next? I kind of feel this emptiness, like in my future that I want to fill with something exciting and new that I can work on. Mm -hmm. But luckily for me, it was like in this phase where, like I said, this, this part of me was really starting to set more into like intentional living, what that looks like. And I was surrounded by all of these burnt out nurses who were miserable. And so that's kind of like how everything collided into mm-hmm. this. Okay. I have all these pieces. What if, yeah, I, I started to create something that could serve nurses. And at the beginning, I'll be fully transparent. Like it didn't just become purpose people. Like I right. tried different things. I tried a book club that involved like some mentorship, kind of like I was saying earlier yeah. with the mentorship piece. I tried like a, like blogging. I hated it. Like I tried all these different things, trial and error version. And then kind of when I landed on retail, I was like lit up about merchandise and it allowed me to still have that piece of making nurses feel seen and appreciated, which I was really passionate about. And then the brand messaging was able to be all about what I want to talk about, right? Yeah. Like fulfillment, yeah. giving them the free resources, impact, give backs, all of that stuff. So that's kind of how everything like merged into this, like perfect little ball mm-hmm. of where <laughs> you find it now. What I do. What'd you say? Of where you find it now. Like this is yeah, where you are exactly. now. That's how you, and, and again, to go with this, like, this isn't, I think if anything of, of all the people that I've had on the podcast, I would say, you know, you're at this place of, yeah, but it's not always going to be like this. Like this is going to shift and change soon. If not like a lot, if not often. Um, I mean, do you agree with that? Do you feel that? Like, I don't know where oh my we're gosh. We're just I feel like it's, I feel like it's changing all the time yeah. and I'm like dying for it to change. I'm like loving the journey of like, what's next? How is it mm-hmm. going to change? Like, I love that growth, that growth piece of it. And just the journey of like the ups and downs. It's, it's been really well, fun. I think what's amazing about that is like, there's this lack of fear that I hear in your voice that I think is rooted in this idea of, well, it's okay because I've, I've set up this foundation of intentional living. I get that a lot, actually, that comment Hmm. that, oh, you sound like you really don't have any fear. (laughs) Um, And I definitely do, obviously, internally get nervous um, about certain things. And obviously, I want to be successful. I think that Enneagram 3, like, childhood core side of me will never disappear. But I do think that ability to push past the fear very easily comes from that fulfillment purpose intentionality piece that it has become so prevalent and like forward Mm. in my life over the past few years. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a fear of like, will it succeed? What will they think of me? But they're not. What will they think of me is like not even crossing my mind these days because that's like, if I'm thinking about being fulfilled as Eva, what other people think is like so far from me being fulfilled as a person that I, that's why I can push past that so easily. So that's why I like love this concept and love to talk to people about intentional living and like being fulfilled. What does living in your purpose even mean? Right. Because I think when you start to think about that, you forget about those smaller fears. And then when they come up, they're easier to push past because your main focus and what's so like top of mind for you is constantly like, what makes you happy? Yeah. How you want to craft your life? You know, it's so good. Like there's this, yeah, at the more you know who you are, the more you know where you can go and, and what's possible. Okay. And uh, I mean, this is the story. This is storytelling. This is understanding yourself as the character. How I got here makes more sense for where I'm going to go and why I'm going to go there. And, um, you know, if you've got this story of essentially what I've what I've kind of heard here is, let's call it from in, from effort to intention. Um, 
is incredible. Would you, I mean, do you, do you receive that? Is that a true story? Absolutely. I'm like actually just sitting here feeling super grateful that you were able to kind of guide me through that a little mm. bit of like, I'm so living in the present these days, because yeah. as you know, as a business owner, you're so focused on like the day to day, what's coming next, you know, you're busy and it's cool to kind of reflect back on like, okay, how I became like the Eva today yeah. is actually based in like all of these things that I struggled with. And that I like eventually overcame and like the journey of who I've been. And it's, it's really like powerful to reflect on that. So that felt really good. I'm so grateful. Oh, that's good stuff. I <laughs> love that. I love this work um, because I, and this is the joy, right? Is if that's your story, you say like, Hey, you know, like I went from living a life of, you know, just effort to an, an intentional life. And that's ultimately saying the same. That's what I'm here to help you do as well. Um, right. So now purpose people is about, you know, if you feel like you're just putting an effort in life, right, you're just trying to just get by and do the thing that needs to be done, do what they tell you to do. I'm here to help you live, you know, an intentional daily life. And mm -hmm. maybe it starts with a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Effort to intention. I think we're gonna, that we're both going to carry that forward. That's Come on. Saying a little bit. Yeah. That's got, and it's got an R and an N in it. So that could be a t-shirt right there. There you oh, go. You got that. I think that a boom. Fantastic. So if somebody is out there feeling like, yeah, they are putting in a ton of effort and they want to live a more intentional life, then they got to connect with you and got to get this conversation started, especially if they're in the nursing world, um, where, uh, where are they going to find you? What's the best way to connect with you and, and start a conversation about this? Absolutely. So the brand website is purposepeople.co. And Purpose People Co. is our Instagram for that. If you're a nurse, you want to join our community or just be involved in that, we're happy to partner with you as well on any projects. It's my passion. I love the brand. But my personal page is on Instagram, Eva Machado, M-A-C-H-A-D-O. Um, and you can find me there on TikTok as well. Jeez, is that name going to change soon or what? I know. I, that's a big decision. So, yeah. So, Machado is my old name, everybody, if, if you didn't put that together. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'd probably change it. I feel like I should just adopt it. Hey, run with it. That's it. I know. Because now it's going to be yeah. confusing. You know, the millions of people who are going to listen to this podcast are like, what? Eva Schumann, what? why am I finding her Machado <laughs> online? What's that? I love it. Um, it has been such a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much for opening up your story about, you know, competitive band, about getting into nursing, ultimately about helping us uh, understand through your story what it means to... Uh, to live a more intentional life rather than one merely led by effort. I'm just really grateful for you, your time, your laugh, your joy that you bring to this and the energy that you've brought today. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. This has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started. I'd love to know what you thought of this conversation, so please feel free to reach out to me on my website, on Instagram, or in the Fearless Speakers Academy and share your thoughts. In the meantime, honor this conversation, go out in your life, and tell a better story today. We'll see you next time.